three, two, one. Everyone, welcome to Ride Dogs Invisible Spectacle. You are listening to the number one, the single greatest, the highest quality content that you'll find on the internet. Today I have a very special guest, uh, a longtime friend and a special buddy of mine, Omar. It's good to have you on. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. Pleasure to be here. What's uh, What's your full name? And could you give us a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. First of all, hi everybody. Um, my name is Omar Arriaga. Um, I'm uh, uh, I'm currently like taking a hiatus from college right now, and like I'm right now just uh, uh, just doing DoorDash and handling stuff having around uh, yeah. family, home, and, and such. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I hear you have a lot of street cred with the speech and debate team over at Rio Hondo. I mean, you have a lot of, uh, I have four, four medals that I've won. Uh, dude, that's impressive. Yes, four, not three of those. Let me see. Three of those are, oh, no, no. hold on. I'm trying to get right. Get this right. Okay. Two of them I've won in like, okay. I got a gold in extemp gold in what's another one impromptu. Brown, bronze, and parley, and IPDA bronze. So I have two bronze, two gold. Dude, that's that's awesome. I I I spent a, a very limited time with the speech and debate team. I, I didn't get any awards, so that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, today, uh, today is just going to be a good conversation between him and I, and we are going to be talking about a little Nas X. Uh, and uh, the Derek Chauvin trials uh, and what's been happening right now. We're just going to give some quick thoughts on it. And uh, the last thing that we'll uh, be talking about is uh, what our presidential administrations would look like if we were ever to go into power, if we were ever to acquire power. So that should be pretty fun. Um, but this is the first time in a while since I've had a guest on, and... I'm super happy to have you, Omar, yeah. uh, as my first one in like two months or, I mean, it's almost been two months. Um, and what was the other thing that I was going to mention? Oh yeah. Today is the first time that we are recording, or at least I'm recording with a guest in the afternoon. I've, I love recording in the mornings. I love recording in the afternoons. And I was, I was telling you earlier, uh, that I I like the feeling of waking up and doing this just at the beginning of your day because I think it's it feels great, you know. So yeah, I just wanted to give some quick thoughts, but uh, let's jump into our first topic, shall we? Yeah. Um, Lil Nas X. So there's a this one has been causing quite a storm with uh, namely conservatives, and I know that a lot of them have had like pretty pretty bizarre reactions and you know there is a lot of hypocrisy with them and cancel culture um and and wanting to stop that at all cost especially with the cancellation of the dr seuss books and and everything uh but they of course are hypocritical when it comes to uh, wanting to cancel lil nas x um for releasing uh his video during palm sunday so i don't know i just think it's um it's a little ironic, but uh, I and it's good to point that out. But you know, it it brought me to another question, and that I want to get your opinion on. Opinion on. Yeah. Um. So based on the the video, and the lyrics, um, is society becoming increasingly demoralized? Is it becoming increasingly educated, or is it becoming increasingly desen- desensitized? That's that's a tough one. 
Um, any quick thoughts? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I've been wrestling with the question that you've uh, – oh, that question. I think it's a little tough one to call here, but I think it has to be – I think the first description is the perfect one that's – Demoralized. Demoralized, and, and the last one being uh, desensitized, for that matter. I mean, uh, as far as I know about – the, like this little little nax incident and, and you know how rookers are little nax uh certainly yeah i mean demoralizing is the perfect description because unfortunately uh it's i don't know i think we're i think this is just an extension well, of, of further divide like in anything including like a, an extension to it to music and all that stuff we're supposed to be like free flow and all and and, and such that, okay yeah. well describe your perspective a little bit like where where are you coming from? Are you Christian? Are you religious in any way? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Christian. I mean, Christian obviously says. I mean, uh, are, is there like a, a specific like denomination that you're a part of? Like, uh, pro like, are you Protestant? Are you a Baptist? Method? I don't know if that necessarily matters, but I mean, you do have some religious background, and I think that is relevant to. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, it's uh, it's something that's uh, ingrained in me because you know I used to go to a lot. Uh, church with my mom in a little bit, but you know, aside yeah. from that, from what I'm talking about, like yes, regarding your question on about low net, uh, low nas x, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, do you do yeah. you? Uh, I don't I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but do you like agree with conservatives in this instance, where you know, uh, with the claims that they're making in in regards to, um saying that this is like outrageous and demoralized what do you what do you think i mean I, I i agree with some of the parts that i mean that they are arguing for like yeah i mean i can understand like uh, yeah like the music video and and like the lyric content is such uh right maybe not appropriate for like a certain audience and like they're i don't know i think they're attacking at least the you know, the, the side that's uh, all about creativity you know that would be like artistic in, in that perspective though uh-huh and so wait so you're you're saying that they're attacking like this artistic vision or or at least or at least yeah that's the perception that per conservatives are are taking on taking on in that in that matter and yes they're they're pretty attentive to in fact the lyrics you know because it does have uh you know those elements of of, of heaven and hell in the video and and yes <laughs> yeah I, I know that it, you you might feel like a little bit i don't know how sh how i should put it but you're you're not too comfortable with this topic as no no, no i can understand you know because it's it's uh because you know for a long time you know ever since like the the grammy awards that happened a month ago with the cardi b yeah and uh candace owens you know you that know, was awesome <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome but obviously she felt and, and ben shapiro and all the conservatives were attacking the same deal you know right regarding like the you know the crazy thing. That, no, that I, I think that Cardi B that Cardi B did. And what? It, okay, yeah. Like, um, when we're actually looking at the content of those things, Cardi B, I guess, was performing on stage and she was uh, scissoring with another woman. I don't, I don't remember what was she doing. Do you? Do you uh, at all recall? I, I think it was probably scissoring or, or something along the lines of like a lesbian act. A lesbian act. Yeah, a lesbian act. I mean. Uh, it's not new. I mean, I've seen it already in like the the video game of The Last of Us Part yeah. Two. That's that's there's something similar to that. So, it's yes. I, you know it, it's it's like a deeper conversation of so conservatives are making this claim that I think our culture has 
is becoming increasingly demoralized. I've said it at the beginning, um, and I think they they would stand by this uh, this for for a few reasons. And there have been like you know very recent examples of like of how they they want you know other Americans to behave and and. I think they, at the end of the day, they want everybody to conform to a certain standard, and like that that whole thing that with Harry Styles um, in December when he when he was in a dress, uh, I, there was a big uproar about that, and there were so many people on the right that were saying like, no, like men should behave as like men, but why do you get to be the arbiter of that? That there's there's no point and. You know, let if if it's not harming you, then live and let live. Yeah, yeah, you know, right, you're I mean, right, you're absolutely right on that like, point. Like, why does it? Well, I guess I guess my thing is is that like, why does it harm their masculinity? What penetrates through the cracks? Like, what is there a crack in your masculinity? Is there something that is like, is there something that you feel threatened by? Yeah, you I'm know, sure, I don't I don't necessarily understand the psyche of of how a conservative views. Uh, those those topics but in any case uh i don't think this is really a conversation about politics but even though it affects politics in the way we've you know we craft policy but i think it's like mainly a, a question about culture and the fact that there are less christians than there were maybe 10 years ago because of the fact that the internet is around and that there is widespread information and widespread ideas and people are, you know, starting to realize, like, maybe Christianity isn't the only answer out there. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think everybody's, like, everybody's box of, uh, everybody's limited understanding of the world is, is expanding. And in ways that this culture maybe wasn't prepared for, or the right wasn't prepared for, at least. I don't think any of us were ever at all prepared for it in, in the in the trajectory of our society going a certain direction i think the true american attitude to have i mean because as as many flaws as this country has i still love it you know i i love america i love like my american identity i think a lot of people that don't like patriotism are are inherently american uh mm -hmm. those those are american ideals i mean you you can speak out against your democracy you made great points there like you you brought up like the, a very good point about the value of like the philosophy like technically that conservatives perceived to be living by right let let live and let live live and let live live and let live right but certainly yes they they certainly i don't know it's, it, it all has to do with where, how they grew up with or where they come from and that they grew up with certain values that their parents were taught in or in a certain right way. and at some point like they've they've gone with that mindset all along that oh whatever you see on the internet or very must be very cringy or it must affect them somehow politically which right. sometimes uh, they often sometimes can't articulate what exactly is that offensive thing that they see and within these performances or right. or any other literature that just happens to be on, out there on, on, on the world yeah i you know what these um ideologies these religions that have been passed down to them you know have have flaws of their own right it's it's not flawless and, and they it has made them behave in discriminatory in a discriminatory manner and i mean that's that's been showcased multiple times i 
I don't think you have to go by the book. Why do people delve into such outrage against these things? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're like if you're sticking by the book, if you're if you're going by what your father says, word for word, for, or by your mother, whichever parent, it just it makes me think that they're just an extension of the father. You but they're and they're not their own person. Correct. I think that I think that's that's where the insecurity lies. It's not. I think that it's just that they're frustrated with themselves. I it, it's just a very like textbook psychology one hundred and one, yeah. and, and 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 that's like the analysis that I'm uh, I'm giving conservatives, you know, on the far right generally. But I think people that are offended or have you know. It participated in any sort of backlash against Harry Styles or uh, this other person are not happy with themselves. Yeah, maybe you know you brought up another possibly a factor that maybe contributes to the fact that uh, conservatives generally just have yeah frustration, maybe insecurities. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Like, right, insecurities are affect every one of us. It's not like. Oh, we're all free from insecurities, and it just goes away. That's, that's not how yeah, it works. Yeah, no, nobody. Yeah, nobody is free from insecurities, and we often project ourselves onto other people. <sighs> or maybe uh, being afraid—that's another point. Maybe they're afraid. What if of, of, they're afraid of accepting them true their true selves? Like what? Like how many? How many closeted homosexuals are there in uh, on the far right? Like there can't be that many. Have you ever thought about that? Like, is there something that mm. like is what is it that is making them lash out? Is is it something that like they're repressing? What is it that they're repressing? Mm. Anybody that that lash? I mean, I guess I'm I'm saying that for the large majority of pe- people that that lash out against something as as silly as Lil Nas, yeah, have, have something that they're hiding. But what is it like? Are are, are the majority of them hiding their 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 sexuality or are they are they hiding some some sort of trauma like what you know sure. i just don't get it yeah you know, i don't get I, it either i don't get it either i, I think i think only those conservatives know exactly exactly how to answer that question and it's just like no uh, i mean i mean of course like nobody will ever be entirely truthful truthful but you know but certainly they 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 got you know at some points to point out but you know as far as the as far as this like this like this controversy of Lil Nas X and then Cardi B and then previously Harry Styles like yeah. each of those three instances there's a common denominator being <laughs> right conservatives being like they're you can imagine their their face being all on fire with rage and like <laughs> yeah no exactly it's it's um it's it's weird and you know we can't we can't get like a an accurate study on this right we can't get like statistics to show us like how many people are closeted or not no you know yeah, because i think you know if you can't if you can't even admit it to yourself, then there's no way in hell that you're going to say anything on paper, even if it's anonymous, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. at some point, people are just going to give their opinions on what they really think about a certain topic, or in this case, being on accent, his you know, music video and yeah, and music video or Cardi B or any of the, the previews we mentioned. Certainly, there's going to be some... <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> it I gets think, complicated as as a, as of like when there's like lots of discussions being happened as yeah as opposed to you know figuring out the truth about like where a culture is heading in, in the direction our coach our culture oh culture yeah 
Yeah, no, it's um, that's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I don't know. I I mean I you know you and I are still learning uh, about all the. The All world. the Gen Z stuff, or the world, for that. Oh, matter. the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we're we're students of the world, and we'd like to learn more about yeah, it, like, and and not necessarily through institutions. I think that's like the philosophy that you and I go by, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's why it's, I always tell like my, my older brother, who often like gets uh, sometimes we get in a feud, but it's like, hey, you don't like you don't stop learning at at thirty. There's not an age limit that says at thirty you stop learning. Like, wait, that doesn't. That's not how it works. Learning is still ongoing. Exactly. And um, I guess, well, when when we're looking at, like, the, the content of the video, um, yeah. it was, I mean, even when I first watched it, I, I was kind of taken taken aback by that. I mean, I'm not sure if that's, like, the, the phrase that people would normally use, but I, I guess that was my reaction. You know, I, it was, it was, a, it was a guy twerking on Satan. And I guess, like... <laughs> somebody that that grew up from like a christian background it was um it w it wasn't normal to see i mean these things are just becoming increasingly normalized you know and and 5 or 10 years from now you know people aren't going to give two shits i mean i mean the large majority of people don't even give two shits about this but i guess i guess parents still do like our older generations how would your mom react uh would she be would she be You'd have taken aback by it? Nah, she she wouldn't be taken surprised ab about it. I mean, obviously she she's never been married, but obviously it, it, it's not. Uh, she wouldn't be too bothered by it. She wouldn't be bothered. I mean, there's lots of other things that bother her more than this, so it's not it's nothing like yeah that would li literally would you know take her off guard. So I don't know if my grandma saw it. I I think she would go into a frenzy. But if, if you talk, if you had, if you were to ask me if it was that and my dad and no 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 I don't I don't think he'll like it either so yeah it happens man anyways yeah. Lil Nas if you're listening to this you're one crazy dude and we'd love to have plus, you on one day plus I <laughs> plus I cover your song like uh, two years ago or so yeah uh, old uh, oh, old town road oh you did you did karaoke yeah the open mic uh, oh, at nice. the Hondo. Nice. You missed it. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse, horse to, to the old town road. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in, in the back. back. <laughs> Ladies intact. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> good try though. Good try. I don't know, man. I don't know the lyrics. Um, no, you're not a, you're, you're, you're gonna try it. Uh, thank you. Better trying is better than nothing. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I always say. Uh, Derek Chauvin has been on trial for the past six days. Uh, the opening statements, the key witnesses from the state have already been presented in front of the jury. And uh, I know that Omar did a little bit of a think rooney on this subject. Uh, Omar, yeah. do you want to give some thoughts? Oof, yeah. Um, yeah. Regarding the Derek Chauvin trial, it's. Uh, I'm sure it was uh, pretty. I'm sure it's an emotional case that it has hit everyone since last oh, year. Oh, yeah. So ever, yeah. ever since the what happened, you know, nine minutes of the officer putting his knee. Yeah. Clearly right there. There's there's no Probably. question that he fucking killed the guy, dude. That's that. I mean, you know, um, there, there are a couple things that I want to say. <sighs> um, 
I guess, well, with the nine minutes that, that you mentioned, I know that conservatives defer their judgment to the first autopsy report where it said that he died from an, opi- an opioid, um, opioid, opioid o- o- overdose, yes. o- opioid overdose. I, yeah. uh, for some reason, my mouth isn't like mouthing it properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in the second autopsy, it revealed that he actually died from, um, the, the nine minutes of, of the kneeling. Yeah. The nine minute kneeling. Um, Wow. Yeah, I think it I think it really showed that there is a chink in the armor when it comes to I mean it it showcased everybody that like it, there was not only there's not only a racial animus largely present in our our police hmm. our police institutions. Um but there is police brutality and I I guess it was showcased even more uh with the subsequent subsequent protests so yeah um but i know that uh, conservatives are going online and making dumbass claims uh here's one from ben shapiro that really took me off guard uh it was march 30th 2021 6 13 a.m yeah i have the specifics um so ben shapiro went online and stated remember it has been nearly a year and not a shred of evidence has been provided to show racial animus in the Derek chauvin case Yet the narrative is white supremacy, not even police brutality. Um, and I guess so. He's right and wrong, right? Um, and this is actually something where you really need to have your your thoughts fleshed out. Give, let me give my take. All right. So racial animus. Um, I. I don't think you can necessarily prove what is in a person's heart. Like, you don't know, like, you can't tell. I mean, unless Derek Chauvin, uh, he, like, was interviewed and cross-examined, direct, directly examined and, and, and testified that, yes, he, he did um, target this individual uh, specifically and he harmed him for being uh, African-American, then that's where you would be able to prove from his testimony that there there was um you know racial animus but he hasn't and i uh, so you don't necessarily know what the motive was but you know that there was police brutality and um but i i guess you can also say that there was racial animus not that it is relevant to proving whether he did or did not kill george floyd but um there were past cases according to the new york times of him and kneeling on on other uh, African American people in the community, and and Minneapolis has the mini, the Minneapolis Police Department, according to New York Times, again has been notorious for allowing um, police police brutality and for disproportionately allowing police brutality against African American it and African Americans in their community. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. Any Omar, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously the officer has had a rap uh, has had complaints filed against him in the past, obviously from his record, you know, uh, right. Previously, so I don't know. It's definitely gonna it, it could affect in some way, you know, the outcome of the of the trial, and, and you know, it may 
result in his conviction, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, if you do have a record that shows that you've been having complaints, if you're a police officer yeah. serving your community and you get complaints about what people and, and it's against you, that's it's very detrimental. Yeah, it's very likely it will definitely swift the case uh, in a different direction. You know, right. Regardless of what the defense may present itself going forward with the trial. I mean, obviously, it's like... I'm sure the trial is pretty was pretty. I mean, they took their t sweet time, you know, the 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 jury to be selected because obviously this is a big case that hits around the world. And, oh yeah. And so it was. I'm sure it wasn't easy to pick the right the jury, you know, to knowing that they may they may. Uh, Who's on the jury? Uh, I don't. I don't, don't know if they've been public re publicly they don't, revealed. They don't. But uh, uh, all no. I know, all I w know is that I think there was like one guy that was black and like in the jury and like. Uh, I don't know how many others. That's all I know from like the selection of the jury uh, from jury. Yeah, I, I don't know. They haven't shown. Um, they have not shown uh, or revealed the. Yeah, it's probably only after like the trial after it ends then that's finally revealed who was in the jury. Yeah, in there. Case. Well, there's a report from ABC. Um, that's titled "What We Know About the Jurors and the Derek Chauvin Trial." Uh, I, well, I'm not going to read through this right now. But yeah. oh, oh, okay. Oh, hey, there's a description. Okay, so the anonymous jury in the Derek Chauvin trial is comprised of eight people who self-identify as white and six who self-identify as people of color, including four who self-identify as black. Okay, so that's not bad. Oh, okay. Comprised of eight people who self-identify as white, six who self-identify as people of color, and four who self-identify as black. So okay. just want to repeat. Corrected, yeah. Yeah. So that's not that's not bad. It seems like it's balanced. Um, but you, I mean, of course, you know, these people might have like. Uh, I mean, it's hard. To, I, I imagine it's hard to be a, a a jury, you know, knowing that you got to put aside your bias and listen to the case because it's. Yeah, it's of course you'll real. have, like, a bias. I mean, you can have a uh, – I, I guess, like, people in this case will have, like, a bias against the defense because people – it's it's so yes. – like you were saying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, did you want to give any more thoughts before we continue? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I uh, – yeah, more thoughts about it. I mean, from the police perspective, like, I'm sure – I don't know. In in the mind of the, of the officer, he felt like he was doing the right thing, you know, to keep himself safe and everybody else from like harming himself. Like, and I don't know. I don't know. That's the, my thoughts probably like on like what the officer thought at the time. Yeah. You know, to keep himself and, and everybody else safe because you don't know what the guy may you know could threaten me. You. He felt he. I'm I'm sure he, he felt in his report like saying like, oh no, I uh, you know there was I felt like I was threatened and uh, you know i had to do what i gotta do as police officer to keep myself in the community safe sometimes i i gotta do things so that you're maybe out you're saying that's his perspective and are you saying that he totally believes that no uh, what i'm saying is that in, in his mind he thinks that that's what he, he's by serving his community i i don't i think that's it um that is a little bit too speculative I, I don't know if that's I mean he could have put that in report but you don't quite know if if he um no, if he actually believes it yeah because part part of like everything that's taken into consideration in this case is what he, what he said in the report what he did you know because 
you know, this there's a process that officers go through when there's a. He he definitely, most likely put it in his report. I don't know if he was fired, uh, the day of or the day after. No, he was just suspend uh suspended with pay. Suspended with pay. Yeah. And then I he was subsequently fired after this had reached uh national headlines and. Yeah, and I know with enough pressure, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's he like definitely would not have been on trial if mm. this. Yeah, it's like it took them like three days to like make the announcement that they make the conviction. Yeah, like they're, they're the like, con- oh shit. Normally, there's take- so much pressure on the Minneapolis uh, police department right now, so yeah, normally we're just gonna like fire a, him. A few months, maybe one or two months to like get yeah. the announcement of someone convicted. It's not I, like that. I read a tweet a while ago that said like the uh, camera phone has done more to protect the African American pu- community than the police departments mm. nationwide yeah. i thought that was such a powerful statement because it it, it is true yeah phones are, are everywhere these days so. yeah exactly everybody's a, a videographer a photographer and and i'm happy about that um but uh i i don't know i think he, he's so getting back to what you were saying he could have put that in his report but i don't think he actually believes it i i mean Somebody had mentioned this on a on a podcast that I was listening to before and I I think it's I think it's absolutely true. Um when you're in a situation like that where like you're out of control or you feel like you're out of control, you like you lose control of yourself. Yeah. So I it, it was just a reaction and I mean it's it's not it, it's not just a reaction. I'm not not defending him in any way. But it's um, it's what he did, and uh, and I, I think he he more than likely held some type of racial animus, and um, against against George Floyd. So, yeah, that's all I'll say regarding that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, let's move on. Uh, but before we do that, we're gonna take a quick five minute break. All right, three two and one omar we're on our last uh segment of of this episode and it's been a pleasure having you so far i think you're a great guest yeah thanks thanks for yeah pretty invite again absolutely um so uh do 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 oh we're talking about uh, the uh, what our, our administrations would look like so i this isn't like an open ended thing um we can, I and I I mentioned to this to you like earlier in the week, um, but you can pick anybody as president. You can b- pick anybody like f- for your cabinet. It, it we're limiting it to uh, non-fictional people. Non-fictional, okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, just to give you an idea of like what mine would look like, and I think I, I have a pretty like. I have a I have a solid start uh that's you know it, that would work for the betterment of our uh society. So let's 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 get into it. Um so first what what my presidential administration would would look like? I don't think I would be president. I'd be chief of staff. I I would direct everything. I would uh I would get I would be like the soundboard for ideas and i for my pick as president 
Uh, I wouldn't pick Pitbull. I know that that's what you were hoping for, Omar. Omar loves Pitbull. He loves him. Uh, he doesn't count as someone. Sorry, sorry, Pitbull. Yeah, no. I mean, he he won't be in mine, uh, but he might be in Omar's. Uh, I chose this guy named Kyle Kalinsky. I think he would make a great president, and. Uh, it, uh, He's he's come on to his his show multiple times and said that he wouldn't want to be president, but I think that's the quality that I'm looking for, right? Because people people who are best suited for positions often don't want to be in those positions because you know they they know the weight of it. They know that it's um it's it's like a heavy duty and and I guess those are the people that are most noble and most suited for it yeah. at the same time because I think like well. This might not necessarily be the best example, but I think it's a good one. And I'll, I'll tie it into to Kyle Kalinske. So Chris Evans, like, didn't initially... Like, you know how great Chris Evans is, right? Yes, um, he is. Uh, as Captain America. But I, the studio approached him multiple times to have him play him. And uh, he knew that would be a huge burden. He knew that, like, it, it would stretch over to, like, eight movies in total. And... Uh, he wasn't sure if he'd be the right like pick for that character, but he was because he's like he, you know. It turns out that he was an absolute sweetheart in that role, um, and and same thing for president. You know, um, there's in Plato's Republic they talk about uh, kings and queens, uh, like actually people that who who might be totally just are not willing to rule, but. You know, on the other side of that, you can you can enforce punishment if they choose not to rule. So I guess we can find like these good-hearted individuals, put them in power, and if they refuse to to cooperate, then you can enforce some type of punishment. I, I think that's what I would do with Kyle Kalinske. Now he's a great uh, commentator. I think he he hits the nail on a lot of these key, uh, like a lot of uh, key issues that are happening. Um, I he do you know who he is? Kyle Kalinsky. Heard of his name, not really seen his face or, or I mean I've heard of him, yeah, but not much of his face and that. Yeah. Uh he's he has his own podcast. He has uh like a show on YouTube. He's been with the Young Turks. I think he he started the the Justice Democrats and, and the Justice Democrats, hmm. as you may know, have uh gotten AOC and uh, and other progressive uh, leaders such as her, like her, into office. So um, he's a great guy. I um, I think he has like great strategies for how we can implement like you know different uh, things that would be beneficial to everybody, yes. like Medicare for all and things like that. Um, I I don't. I, I think I, I want to be. I want to have somebody. That's practical, you know. Yes. But I and Kyle Kalinsky might not be the per, like the best person for that. I don't know. I think there's a lot like when we're considering Candidates. the gra the gravity of of like who we're picking and the gravity of like this office, right? Yeah. It's such a it's such a huge role, and not only that, but you're the, you're the figure you're the figurehead of the of the whole country. You're you're the leader of the free world. You're the exactly, mm -hmm. and that's that's huge. Uh. I, and I told you this before, but my pick for Secretary of State would be uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Awesome. Yeah. I yes. think he's a perfect pick. 
I, I, you know, and that guy even said that he'd be willing to run for president. And I think Secretary of State would be perfect for I'm him. Down, I'm down with uh, Dwayne The Rock. You know why? Because he has party tricks. His party tricks up his sleeve. So when he's going to visit, like, different, uh, different leaders across the world, and, you know, things are a little bit too tense between, you know, national leaders, he could just, like, move his proctorial muscles. <laughs> exactly. You could just say, "Hey, like, hey guys, I, I know like things are a little bit serious right now, but watch, watch me move my 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 biceps and watch me move my my chichis, exactly, and it'll it'll work. Like, it's it's like it's universally impressive. How would that be a persuasion tool, though? <laughs> it wouldn't be a persuasion tool necessarily, but I I think it would like it would ease everybody's minds and it would it would like it would bring some." It would make the conversations and the discussions between like our countries and theirs lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it, I, I think, in that in that sense, it would be easier to resolve things. So yeah, doing the Rock Johnson for Secretary of State, no question. Uh, AOC, uh, I'd probably have her like be VP or president because I think she she knows like how urgent the climate crisis is and. And how soon we need to address it. I also think Biden understands that, but I, there's only so much that he can do. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, AOC, I, I think she's her leadership is questionable for different reasons. I know that she kind of flunked out on this like popular Medicare for all strategy that was going around, uh, and then she she didn't want to participate in it for different reasons. But I don't know. I, I just. Maybe she isn't the perfect pick, pick as everybody would like to suggest. But I think she is going to run one day, for sure. Uh, I'll I'll kind of like just briefly go over mine, and then I'll, I'll let you go over yours. Yeah. <laughs> Omar, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not letting you talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, Secretary of Treasury, and I'm not going to go over all of them, uh, all the cabinet positions. But I am going to like I I just have two more. Uh, but for Secretary of Treasury. I want to pick somebody that knows the value of money and hard work. Uh, I know that, you know, you can print, like, their job usually consists of printing money and, like, uh, paying the bills of the nation. I mean, maybe somebody that has had to struggle. And uh, maybe I'll pick, like, what's that guy's name? Christopher Garden? No, like 50 Cent. I pick him. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I think... Uh, yeah, Fifty Cent knows a lot about money. <laughs> I'm sure he is. It's in his name, Fifty Cent. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Apart from the fact that he's a rapper, you know. Yeah, he is a rapper, but he has his own <laughs> business. I don't know. Um, maybe not him, but I, I, I'd go for somebody that uh, that knows about money for sure. Uh, Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense. I want somebody that goes hard. You know, like Mark Wahlberg. He was in he was he was in action he was in action movies. Uh, I heard he wakes up at like three a.m. every morning, so that's got to count for something. <laughs> yeah, the right the right man for the right job. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Wahlberg, Secretary of Defense. Mark, I don't know Marky Mark. This I don't is know. Former, formerly known. I mean, if I if I really had to pick, it wouldn't be Mark Wahlberg, but I think I'd, I'd want somebody that is. Uh, has has uh, a lot of books 
in their library, uh, has a lot of background knowledge, uh, has been to war, and is willing to stop it at all costs. Yes. So I think those are the qualities that I would look for uh, when it comes to picking a person for Secretary of Defense. Um, yeah. Somebody that has actually been through it. So maybe Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. I don't, but Former I don't Navy, Navy SEAL, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think I'd have to like interview him more. I mean, I, I listened to one podcast with that guy, and I, I, I respected his opinion. Um, I respected his, you know, his, um, his resilience with like the things that he's been through in his own personal life. Yeah, the service that he he had to go through. You know, unfortunately, him suffering like from that one eye that burned up road, roadside bomb that he unfortunately got hit. Yeah, and it took him a while to recover. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what my cabinet would look like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? You have any picks? Oh yeah. Oh, it's uh, I already. I'm already prepared. I know who I want for president. I know for other than the non mainstream, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Ted Cruz. Terry Crews. Oh, Terry Crews. Okay, cool. Former football footballer. Like that guy's so big, strong, like. And obviously, he has that same peck, that same peck ability that that Dwayne Johnson can portray. You you want Terry Crews because he's strong and masculine. <laughs> strong and masculine. We can't have any feminine energy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that. I know it will be feminine energy around. It's just that in his Oval Office, in his particular little circle, there will yeah. be. It's like just masculinity. Masculinity, and obviously he's um, he's played football, and you know he's been, you know he's been working out ever since for like ever since he was a little kid. So he's been like like. No, always portraying that masculinity fence, you know. I like that. I like so, that. Terry Crews, yeah. <laughs> You're like, there can be femininity in the future, but for right now, we want some masculinity. Yeah, Terry Crews just is pure, the way to go. Just pure, we want that domain to be completely masculine, and then everything around it can be feminine, but not that domain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, who else would I want to pick? Okay, my pick for. For. Let's see. Secretary of Education. Yes. This will be pretty interesting. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Secretary of Education. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty, he's pretty, like, he's played a lot of characters in, that are very educational, like, uh, called da, Vin- da Vinci Code. Like this. Da Vinci Code. Okay. Yeah, where he's, like, really, like, a, a professor or a, de- a, teach- a teacher in that movie. I forgot what he plays. But he's definitely educational as he, try to, as he tries to explore the origins of of what of the Renaissance and how Da Vinci is connected to Christianity and all that Divi- stuff. Okay, but that was in a movie. Movie, yeah. Da Vinci, the, the Da Vinci, da Vinci code. code. Wow. Okay. Da Vinci code. Yeah. What was that, that? That's what it was called. The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci the movie? Code. Yeah. So but certainly he has that educational like hive and vibe that will bring will bring to the table. But he was also Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. And you're gonna let him be the Secretary of Education? No, I'm ready to go with no. Da Vinci Code will be better suited for him instead of the Forrest Gump. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I want to want to. I don't know. It's like definitely. I don't. I don't know. So you you'll I, get. I just don't feel like the the Tommy Hanks fitting fitting into the Secretary of Defense will less less okay. that. So you'll you'll get the screenwriters, the the uh, the guys who wrote the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And then you'll 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 put them in Tom Hanks's. It, under his leadership, yeah, his chief of staff, yes, and his, in his staff, you'd put the screenwriters of the Da Vinci Code in Tom Hanks's <laughs> secretary uh, of in, defense in his oh, little, no, in his little cabinet in his little office, education secretary, yes. and and they they'd secretly run the show, but Tom Hanks is the figurehead. 
Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. Uh, who's who's <laughs> next on my list for uh, nominations? Uh, okay, this was pretty comfortable <laughs> to say uh, about who's the next Attorney General of the United States of America. Okay, who it is, is it? It's going to be Pitbull. No, no, he's out of the <laughs> way. No, no, good try though. But the uh, you know I really killed the Pitbull vibe already. Uh, <laughs> who I want for the Attorney General of the United States? Oh, non, non. What was it again? Non. Uh, non-friendly or non-famous people? Any, yeah, anybody. Anybody. Uh, <laughs> um, Merrick, Merrick Garland is, is currently the, uh, the Attorney General, Attorney General of yeah. the United States. Yes. Right. You know your stuff. <laughs> you know your stuff. Yeah. Who would it be? Who would it be? Uh, Somebody that's like the lead prosecutor. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington? Okay, cool. He has a very, he's played lots of serious characters throughout his time as an actor. He he does it so well, and he just yeah he just has that seriousness that the, that it's needed for the Justice Department to handle lots of you know gruesome cases that often they confront every single right. Day. I think yeah he also played uh, this guy in, in Fences. Fences yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, Denzel Washington, and easily easily we confirm. What what other movies did he do? I can't. I, um, I don't I don't think I've seen too many movies with Denzel Washington. I think uh, he did like. What was maybe... that movie with Ryan Ryan Reynolds where they're like chasing each other? Uh oh, dude. That's, that's a good movie though, where he's chasing them. He's like serious, like he's he's. On... I don't know. Plus, he's very flu- fluent though in the Spanish because he's. Like, oh, he's. And, he... and that's and there's a scene where he does speak Spanish or like he's speaking to someone to get them on the ground. And, okay. Like, get them on the ground or telling. To, you know, trying to get a yeah. confession, not confession, but like inf- information out of them. I feel like, yeah, I feel I, I, maybe um, the attorney general's uh, division and the Department of Homeland Security's division, like they kind of intersect some, at, at sometimes. Yeah, sometimes if they have a case that's some that's right crosses lines. Yes. No, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, Nancy Washington, Attorney General of the United States. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think that's a good pick. Pick. Um, okay, so Denzel Washington's a good pick. Uh, what about you for your other? Uh, FBI director is going to be... Uh, this is just as serious as the Department of Justice. They both work for the, each other. Who would it be for the FBI? Sean Mendez. No, uh, 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 uh. he's out of the game. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think he's too feminine to be FBI director. Yeah. No, no, no. I, oh, I think I, I figured this one. Out. Omar's like, no soy boys. No. <laughs> just kidding. No. No, FBI director. Think, There's no, very it's good okay. candidates. There's nothing wrong with femininity. I was just joking. Uh, you know you know what? Maybe a point of woman. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she'll be the first female FBI director. I... Like, yeah. you know, here's, there's, there's a thought behind, like, putting Jennifer Lawrence as the I mic. feel like, you know, they're, Just, the FBI directors, they deal with human trafficking, and she knows about human trafficking because she's been in The Hunger Games. Exactly! There she's, we go! Yeah. yeah! I mean, her her, her uh, heroism, her uh, her determination to, like, like, like beat the odds and, and destroy, um, what was the name of the enemy? Yeah. Uh, she might not know games. anything about forensics, but she does know, like, she does have a background in trauma. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it, it will, she will use that as a, as a, something to move forward and, like, use it to, like, eradicate such such egregious crimes that we see too often every day. Yeah. So, I feel like the, I feel like the people that you've chosen might be 
Verlaine. Might unironically be good for these positions. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it'll be yeah, I gave Because like surprising. if you're if you're an actor yeah. and you've like read this dialogue, you've acted in a movie where you've you know, had to go through like this really traumatic experience, you you kinda get some insight into like what that would be like. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yes. I I don't know. She might be good. Yeah, no, I'm really interesting. You thought it was gonna be all guys, all guys in my cabinet. No, no, I didn't think that. Like, of course not. Why would I like, think that? Met, no, because then it would be like, oh, masculinity. And, you know, and then, and then, I'm, and then we're all gonna move the the our, our titties. Our, our yeah, our pectoral <laughs> muscles. Around the White House, and then we're just gonna. No, no, it. it's not gonna be all of us. It's gonna be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And it's like, oh, when things get serious in a cabinet meeting, you know, he could just do it for us. You know, it's just say like, hey, all right, it's time to, it's time to dolly. Yeah. No, interesting. I picked Jennifer Lawrence. You know, it was very surprising. You thought I was gonna come here. No, of course not. Individually, no, I got a Jennifer Lawrence. Well, I know you. Okay, so uh, we hang out uh, over over Discord a lot, and do. Um, you always say this word, the, the dolly. What is what does dolly mean? Uh, dolly. It's really a. I mean, I put an article there on Discord, but it's definitely it's basically Spanish. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a fluid word. You know, it's thrown around, but in the context of people using it every single day, it's it's a lifestyle. And, and you're and you're a big fan of people. Big fan of people. Yeah. Since 2011. And and what like what how mean? would you define dolly? Like I I I def. I'll I'll give my definition of it. Okay, but I want to hear it from you. Uh, okay, my definition is, I mean it's pretty straightforward as people, you know, to get started, like get fired up, like get it. Uh, yeah. Just get started, you know. Yeah. Start, start the, the I show. I see that. I I definitely I definitely see that. I I also say I also think of it as a way of like expressing gratitude, like you know when people say like, oh hey man, um, you know what, uh I appreciate. I appreciate you doing that for me. I also I also think of it as a way of saying you're welcome. So you know that person says, "Hey man, I, pr- I appreciate you doing it," and then I I would respond with, "Dale," you know. I'd put my hands together like I'm praying and say, "Dale, Dale. yeah, exactly. People does it this way. And yeah, when it, you know, I usually say like when it's time to party, it's it's like, "Oh, Dale," <laughs> so or like I mean, this. And it's also you can also use it, you know, at the, at the end of your sentences. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, or whenever, like, whenever you're done speaking to another person, you could just say, Dolly. Dolly. Um, so it, it's, um, it's a universal word renowned by all. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all over here. With- yeah. Uh, so wait, what, what were we talking about? We were talking, I, I know I got off topic there. The but- nomination, um, who I pick in my cabinet for position. Okay. So you, you chose Jennifer Lawrence as your FBI director. Uh, who would you go with next? Department what, of Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. Who would you oh, pick? Oh, this is a lot. Oh, you know what? I'm, oh, I know this one. This is easy. James Franco. James from, Franco. From the interview. From the, uh, no way. I don't know. I don't. Uh, that guy. James Franco. I know. Look, look. I've seen the movie, the interview, so many times. I know it's sometimes a little cringe, and when he does says, you know, he brings up a, I don't know, weird thing to the CIA handler, or CIA agent. Like, what the hell is he talking about? About the 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 shot, you know, when he talks talks about like, I, intercourse. But yeah, I like him. <laughs> I think that person. Okay, so this is. This is one where I like. I totally disagree with you, Alan. I don't think he's qualified at all. I don't think, even if James Car- if James Franco 
were that character in real life, I don't think that character would be like anywhere near uh, qualified to be like the head of home, the Department of Homeland Security. It would be a weird. It would be a weird choice for sure. I mean, I can I can bring up an alternative, and I can, but he's he's supposed to be an interviewer. He's self obsessed. I I don't think he I don't think he'd be a good pick. I think I, I I mean James Franco. I think he's the type of person that would be caught for embezzling money. Uh, so yeah, oh sure, right. Yeah, I and he's disqualified then. I think that person has has shown or that character that you mentioned oh, I is know. Uh, uh, unethical. Matt Damon. Okay, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Okay, why Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen all his Jason Bourne movies. I haven't seen the Jason Bourne movies, oh, but you I gotta watch it. I I do. I have to. Um. Uh. But I have seen him in no, uh, Elysium. Worked. That yeah. it's a really good movie. No, Elysium. Elysium. No, no, no. no, dude, you have to see Elysium because uh, the first movie that I watched with Matt Damon was uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah, I've seen that was the first one. So. I don't know. I don't think he knows anything. No, but Jason Bourne. I mean, I mean, Matt da- Matt Damon would be the my choice then. I'd uh, probably pick like uh, uh, Matt Damon. I don't. That's a that's a tough one too. I don't know anything about Jason Bourne. But why would you? Okay, so when we're talking about immigration, why would you? Why would you pick him? Uh, he just knows, uh, you know, he just knows how to build rapport with people. Around. Uh, build he's, a rapport. He's okay. Fluent in, he's fluent in multiple languages. Okay. Yeah. He That's knows not bad. To, he's not, he knows how to speak Spanish, German, French. Uh, what other languages does he mm. know? I mean, about his character, though. He does have uh, that building relationship care, uh, trait in his right background. So it's so, yeah. Yeah, Matt Damon would. Well, yeah, Matt Damon's uh, character Jason Bourne will, will be on. Matt Damon will, will be the choice. Yeah. Mm. Matt Damon. Yeah. Is it better preferred? Is much better than James Franco. James Franco. Yeah. Be... Oh no, absolutely. I think that guy's. <laughs> James Franco. I think you already said it. He could be the guy. That's Jason Bourne. Uh, Matt Damon would actually take it serious. I. I mean, you know, given given his like track record of yeah. like movies. You know, Seth Rogen was was is definitely no no. <laughs> Seth Rogen, no, I don't think Seth Rogen would be qualified either. Even he, even if maybe he is, as a comedian, that's pretty much it. I think, I think, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, it, Seth Rogen does like participate in in politics a little bit, but I don't know. Well, do you have any uh, last positions? Secretary of Energy, that would be uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. because he was Iron Man. You know the way. You it's know Iron Man. <laughs> Oh no no! He always says so. Uh, I'm the best. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Yeah, let's take a of energy. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Here we go. Perfect. Robert Downey Jr. Okay, but <laughs> that one's a bit of a stretch because he doesn't know anything about technology. <laughs> Only Tony Stark, his character does. His character does, but I I don't know. <sighs> okay, well, what what would you what would you see him doing? Oh, he would, how, I will see him really overseeing like cool like nuclear fusion type of ener- energy projects around the country and like and to monitor like their exper- uh, their progress. Okay, <laughs> but that that one's a weird one because I don't even think like the screenwriters know all that much about energy. <laughs> but uh, I think they, you know, like when you're watching a movie and a character is like explaining some some theory. I think they're bullshitting it half the time. 
you know it's like there's uh, there is some level of substance that's that's in it and of course like maybe they they defer like a lot of that writing to actual scientists that that know what they're talking about but i don't th- if, for the large majority of the time i think they're just making it up as they go along yeah but I don't uh, RDJ as uh, is he just as problematic. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I agree with you on that one. I, I'm gonna have to say no. I don't think. I think I, he's he's an absolute charlatan when it comes to energy. energy. I, I, he might not be a good choice. Okay, just then. saying. Okay, then. So who would it be? I think it would be. You have a alternative suggestion that who who would be a better choice? I mean, um, Chris Evans definitely no. Chris Evans, no, I'm not putting him. No. no, definitely not. Um, He's out of the game. I don't know. Ooh, energy. Um, I mean. Energy, 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 energy. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Tony Robinson. <laughs> okay, why Tony Robinson? No, ro- no Robbins. Tony Robbins. Okay, why Tony Robbins? Uh, every every um. Every time he's on stage, he gives he he has that jumping energy that. <laughs> that he's with the crowd. Oh, so he's energetic. He's energetic. He portrays okay. an energetic, like go forward kind of guy. Maybe Tony Robbins. So, an an energetic, charismatic person for the Department of Energy. Yeah. Okay. Energy match energy with energy. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Let's do it. Boom. Um. Okay. Uh, one one last position. Final one. Um, this is gonna be the, the final one, yeah, for sure. Uh, Secretary of Defense now. Secretary of Defense. Of defense. Someone was in the war. Um, uh, who would it be? Uh, who would it be? You already have Mark Wahlberg, so too bad I can't get him. Uh, you can use Mark Wahlberg. Cause I, I, I'm kind of in between him and Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. Ah, uh, Secretary of War. Ah, you know what? Let's put somebody. Uh, who would it be a good choice? Uh, 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 ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Okay, because he was Batman. Batman in a part he did the movie. Uh, he portrayed uh, uh, he he portrayed actual real life CIA agent in the embassy where in Argo. Argo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. He, he did save like lots of Americans from that situation. So. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yep. Okay. No, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, ben Affleck, for the, which one again? Department of uh, Department of Defense. Par- Department Secret- of, Depe- of Defense. Secretary. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. I liked your list, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was all gonna be Pitbull? Pitbull, Pitbull no, I didn't. Alex. I thought I thought Pitbull was gonna be included somewhere. No, sorry. It's just that it's. Pitbull's got his own thing, you know, he's got his own cabinet to fill. Well, if I could add one more to the list, for my list personally, I think I would make a new position, and it would be the White House Gimp, and I'd choose uh, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just be walking around in his Gimp outfit with a, with a ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> He'd be on his hands and knees. <laughs> yeah, begging for, like, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd say, no, Ben. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'd say, no, Ben. Uh, your your feeding time isn't scheduled, for at least for another few days. <laughs> You'll make him cry, though. Yeah, I know. He would cry. Um, 
Only if he wants to, though. I think, I, but cool. I think he'd be into it. How cool! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Omar, it's been it's been a hoot. It's been a riot, and and thank you so much for coming on. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on R I S number ten. Dolly. Dolly. Dolly.